0: If you know, you know If you know, you know Brick layers and ball
1: shorts Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know One
0: stop like a Walmart We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport If you know, you know if you know about the carport, the trapdoor supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know,
1: that's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know.
0: Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, Do. Welcome to the Ball Huff Show podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins. Yeah, this is like a midday, even before lunch day episode man i just dropped it on everybody and get nobody no notification that's how i'm rolling i'm just jumping on the microphone pause you gotta say pause after everything so uh yeah man hopefully everybody had a great weekend great valentine's day weekend it's time to re-up for all you dudes out there courting and trying to have more than one female you had a lot of gifts you had to buy yeah had to put in that work had to drink you some ginseng You know, stretch a little bit, hit the foam roller. You all right? You tough. You got a job. Time to re up, get that money back. So, yeah. So, today's episode, man, we're going to talk about NFL moves and NBA injuries. It's a lot that's been going down recently, a lot of scenarios that's been created and narratives that's being created. People not giving the same energy. You got some NBA injuries, most notably. Anthony Davis has an Achilles injury that's very concerning. So got a lot of people wondering, what is LeBron and the Lakers going to do? Stephen A. Smith jumping on the bandwagon. Now, now all of a sudden, Stephen A. Smith loves Brooklyn. Now he loves Kyrie. Stephen A. Smith, you're not worth a damn. I just want to let you know, man. You're a master at just... Creating chaos. That's what, that's what, I mean, you're a talking head now. You're not really, you're not even an analyst anymore. Like when they have you talking basketball, I can't even look at you as an analyst anymore. You're a talking head. Like you just cause trouble. You double talk, you practice hypocrisy, and you get away with it because you're a talking head now. So you're not an analyst anymore, Stephen A. You're just, you're a character. And much respect to you because you do well at being a character. I mean, we talk about you. We, we tune in, even when we say we don't tune in, we still tune in to see how you're going to contradict yourself. And you do a great job of contradicting yourself because same dude that said Kyrie should retire. Now he, he's, he's fide. he's a baller, he's box office, he's all this, he's all that. But the man should have retired, according to you. So, and then he got, then Stephen A., up here selling wolf tickets, talking about Brooklyn gonna win the damn championship because AD if AD can't play then Brooklyn go- Brooklyn have a hard enough time getting out the damn East and y'all know I ride with Kyrie I ride with James Harden ride with Katie but that ain't it this year not it no if they win this year the NBA is trash and put that out there if if the Brooklyn Nets win the championship this year NBA is trash and rigged because ain't no damn way that team how it's constructed right, like if that if they don't add no new pieces if that team how it's constructed win a championship all y'all need to be fired you need to be ashamed of yourself matter of fact fire every damn coach they play against in the playoffs that team's not built to win a championship this year they got no bench they got starting five and then Jeff Green. If Jeff Green don't start. Like, you know what I'm saying? They got like six, they got a they got six player rotation. They really don't got no big after DeAndre Jordan. I mean, yes, Kyrie is a superstar. Yes, James Harden can give you buckets. Yes, KD can give you buckets. But KD, you know, you got a he he got a little injury. You know? Jamie was good with you. But. Yeah, man, Stephen A gotta he gotta stop this mess, man. You was just this in Brooklyn, dog. How you gonna jump on a bad whack? How we let him get how y'all be letting him get away with this? I mean, my bad. My bad. Y'all don't let him get away with it. My fault. My fault. Y'all don't let him get away with it. I, I know who watch my shows and who listen to my podcast. Y'all don't let Stephen A get away with this. I know y'all don't, so let me stop. I apologize. I take that back. All right. Um but, yeah, man, I definitely want to discuss NFL, man, because I didn't, I didn't do a, a Freestyle Friday. had some things I had to, had to do that were more important than, than shooting the show. But now that I'm back, um, Myron said, I retract some of my hardened hating. Hey, man, salute to you for being a man like that, man. My oh man Shake and Bake said, LaMelo, rookie of the year already. I agree with that. Wholeheartedly agree that LaMelo is the bona fide rookie of the year unless something catastrophic takes place. The kid is, hey, LaMelo is balling. But NFL, um, I saw that the Houston Texans mutually agreed <laughs> to allow JJ Watt. To become a free agent. They cut him. Even though he was set to make multiple million dollars. He had another year left. And everybody's saying, well, you know, he really ain't got no value. My man Clyde said JJ's still a difference maker. I think JJ's definitely still a difference maker. Um got more comments going in, coming out. I'm I'm a I'm gonna display them on the screen. I ain't gonna be able to read all of them. Um now, can J.J. stay healthy? That's the thing about it, right? So a lot of people were saying the same thing about Adamic and Sue. But if you watch Adamic and Sue for the Bucks this year, his ass is making a difference. You know what I'm saying? We, so we're quick to say no, but then you put somebody in the right situation, they ass will make a difference. So based off what you saw this past year, you're going to say no. And you should say it. But they just let his ass walk. Like, who does that? You just let somebody walk. Okay, cool. It's business, right? I'm with y'all. But when, it, when it's Deshaun, you know what I'm saying? When it's Deshaun, Brett Favre and them ass jump out the damn window. Talk about players shouldn't be out here talking like that to management. What was your ass at, Brett? Hey, Brett. Ring on your good old selfie here with your copper fit and let me know your thoughts on J.J. Watt. You know what I'm saying? So let me know. Because a lot of y'all folks who who we up here telling players like Dak and Deshaun, they need to just, you know, take what the, the company give them. Y'all ain't, y'all, Matt Stafford made sure his ass got, like, you know, y'all know where I'm going. Y'all know where I'm going. The energy not the same. My man JaVale said Utah looks legit, especially winning without Conley. Hey, yo, for all Utah fans and for all the folks who want to give Shaq credit for Utah playing better or for Spider playing better since, he ain't even listen to Shaq, man. Y'all need to, like, come on, man. Shaq didn't motivate him. They have been playing like this every year, bro. Since Shaq got into it with Spider, look at what they've been doing. 10 out of the last 11. Man, they was going to keep winning regardless. Like, come on, bro. Come on, man. Y'all look for anything these days. My man 40 says, shaking my head 100 million. It's hell no. Myron said, he's not the one-man gang anymore, but get him some help. On the other side, he'll get you results. I need JJ and Buffalo, P Nugget said. Then Myron said, But J.J. won't have any cap penalty and they get $17 back. That's a good point. The cap penalty. That's definitely a good point. But if you trade Deshaun, he ain't going to be no cap penalty either. Trade his ass. He don't want to play for you. That's my point. A player voice to you, I don't want to play for you. And you got him out of there. I seen somebody say you need to trade Deshaun Watson for Dak Prescott. Like get Dak to sign with the Cowboys, and then the Cowboys sign Dak for Deshaun. If I'm Dak, hell no. You ain't come this far to just sign something just so you can go play for the Houston Texans. Are you not? Is you dumb? You better pay attention. I ain't playing for that damn franchise. Hell to the no. And Dak, don't even, Dak, just take the franchise, bro. Don't work no new long-term deal out with them fools. Just take the franchise. Just take it. I know everybody, oh, he coming back from injury? He got to do, no, he ain't got to do nothing but be a quarterback because everybody said the quarterback most important position. So if he's so damn important and it's staying with the narrative, that just take the franchise because once they franchise it's a, it's a done deal. You Kirk Cousins now. You going to come up. That's just, that's just what I think. But do not sign with the Cowboys just to go to the Houston, Texas. You know what I'm saying? Bowman said Wentz. Well, Watson makes perfect sense for both, I think. Yeah, get Wentz ass out of Philly. Yes, I'll take Watson. Thank you. Let me get that. Because you got Watson and Hurts. You got two quarterbacks that's similar. So if Watson get banged up, Hurts, hey, you got. That's what you want. That's what you want. If y'all quarterbacks ain't pay attention to Kirk Cousins, I don't know what the hell y'all been looking at. Kirk Cousins gave y'all the blueprint, bro. Gave you the blueprint. Yeah, go ahead. I'm a quarterback. Keep franchising me because I'm getting what the top guys get paid per year. Let me get that. W- why even fuss about it? See, the Cowboys think they slick. They out there throwing all these years and these numbers and got the fans saying, oh, dank, you need to take it. No, you don't. No, you do not. And Wentz is another one that could voice his displeasure. And look, they working out trades. But everybody telling old Deshaun, hey, buddy, worry about playing football. My man Brandon said, get Wentz' lazy ass out of the NFL. <laughs> 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 hey, yo. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you what. Whatever team Wentz go to, he better not have that damn C on his chest. Use a damn fool putting a damn captain on his chest. Use a got. They ain't food. fool. Ain't nowhere in the world he wearing the C on my damn jersey. A, a- Hawk veil said you can only be franchised two times. One in the bet five hundred. That's the most I've seen somebody franchise. But you could you could keep franchising. But that it just that, whoo that pay just whoo, sheesh, yikes. Okay. <laughs> it, it keep going up. Yeah, you could keep franchising somebody. Let me check for sure. Let me check for sure. Cuz a lot of times you you have an agreement that you can't franchise more than twice. But um I mean, let me let me research that franchise tag rules NFL. How many years can you franchise a player? Players can be tagged in consecutive years, but it's costly. For a player to be franchise tagged two straight years, the team must pay 120% of the previous player's salary. But I don't say how many... Yeah, so you could... You could basically, they basically saying... You could be, it's just going to cost you. It may not cost you a little, may not cost you a lot, but it's going to cost you from what I'm reading right here from the information. And, you know, of course, you got different tags, the exclusive franchise tag, transition tag, all that mess. But, yeah, you keep franchising somebody. Don't, Don't make that, so it says only two. Robert said only two. So there you go. So did did y'all bet? Cause I cause we need a dollar. Two franchises and so um, so the one player can only be franchised twice, Robert? The most in a row? Is Russell Wilson going to the Jets? I heard somebody talking about it if it's true. Hey man. That's a damn shame if he go to the Jets and die. So, okay. So, Robert said just two times in a row. So, there you go. So, Dak, just take the franchise. Do not, don't work out no damn long-term deal with them Dallas Cowboys. Don't do that. Ain't no need, bro. You there. You right there. You right there. Right where you want to be, Dak. But can get transitioned twice. Oh, so a total of four straight. So he could get tagged four straight years or four times. Mmm. So my man, the money man, you know, pre-post game, Robert T. Green laying down some jewels. Yo, if Dallas was to do that, they some dirty damn dogs. But he's still getting them buckets, though. Hey, look. At the end of the day, man, he's still getting ducats that he probably wouldn't get per year, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but what else did I want to talk about, man? Um, Yeah, we talked about the quarterbacks. Anything? Did, anything, did something else happen in the NFL on Friday? Something else happened, bro. Where is uh the czar at today? Boy, Friday, he 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 thought he was in his bag. So I heard the Buccaneers almost cut Leonard Fournette before the playoff run. Boy, they happy they ain't do that. I know they happy. Oh yeah, uh the both Pouncy twins. Retire, retired this Marquise. Diane retired and opened that pottery. Shout out. How'd you come Shout out? Shut up, Peyton. There you go. Hey man, why don't you load in? Champ, let me put the uh let me put the link in the description for you. See what you on today. See if you got that same energy. Cause it was capping season for you. You was capping hard. I saw you on your little game this weekend too, boy. Congratulations on that. All right, man. The stream yard link is in the description now. I'll take guess. All you gotta do is click on the click on the description. And um, so yeah, both retired. And I'll put it in the Facebook stream also. Um is Russell Wilson going to the Jets. I don't know if he's going to the Jets, Raymond. I saw you asked that earlier. I don't know if he's going to the Jets, bro. Um, so it's a lot of rumors going on as far as movement right now. Um, it's still so early. Just don't know for sure. Steelers now have six to seven more million against the cap. The increase the increase the risk of injuries while they use a deterrent for players, but quarterbacks are protected. So the risk is minimal. And and Robert's talking about the franchise tag. He wasn't happy with his role, so Arians asked him if he wanted to stay. Or go both twins retired. Hoodie is fire. I love the diamond. Yeah, man. So, this hoodie that y'all see is actually from my other podcast that I have on a different platform. It's called the Lockdown Podcast. You can see it right here on the arm. And um, it's on Lockroom Access. So, you got to go to lockroomaccess.com, hit the shop, and it's located on there. This is a platform created by the players for the fans. Um, Ty Jerome, a host of other basketball guys um, created this platform. So it's called Lockroom Access. It has the Jay Willie podcast up there as well. Uh, Mark Jerome has a podcast on there. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Myself and Tony Covenant, we got the Lockdown podcast on Lockroom Access. And this is the Lockroom Access hoodie. We got it in gray and we got it in blue. Uh, so yeah. Go cop that for your boy. Talk about Tony Bennett owning Roy Williams and soul. it's been like uh, over a thousand and something days since North Carolina has beat UVA in football or basketball. Preferably more basketball. Cause like he's been beating Roy down. You know what I'm saying? It's in the descriptions are the link is in the description. You can read, right? Just want to make sure. My man Robert T in the building. What's good, fam? How you doing this morning. Doing great, bro. How you been?
1: I can't complain, man. Let me get this uh this actual backdrop out the way. I Well, just trying to chime in. It's easier to talk than
0: to type, so. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I feel you. Yeah, Brandon, four straight games, UVA has held North Carolina to under 50 points in basketball. Think about that. In college basketball, North Carolina, all the recruits they used to get and all them nice Jordans they wear, can't score for 50 points versus little old UVA that's supposed to be so born for basketball. Getting the brains beat out of them. But uh, hey, hey, say, hey, a man, I know you see the link cause Robert saw the link. So you capping right now, you ducking smoke. But um, yeah, man, what what else going on with you, Rob? Now that you're in the off season, I know this comes come a time where you really be having to educate the uh, up and coming professionals. So what's been going on? Like he froze. Oh my bad, shaking bake. He said, "Don't don't disrespect." He look like Rob Fro. So let me get this other one in here. There we go. There you go. He back. I'm um, to nah, Shake. I ain't mean to disrespect UNC, bro, but you know, let's go. Who's go? He said, "Check the banners." Hey, you right, man? Check the banners, but we, you know, we gotta live in the present, brother. You know. Uh, but Rob, what's up, man? How you been?
1: Man, I'm all right, man. It's just like I said, it's easier to talk than type. So we're talking uh, NFL business. You know, I had to try to get on and try to shed some lights and some of these things. So um, the point you were making about, you know, Dallas Cowboys and some of these quarterbacks, which, again, the quarterback position is heavily protected right now. So you can have two franchise tag and two transition tags. And um, they kind of can go consecutively. But the reality is is that when you're talking about franchising the quarterback, that means they get paid in the top, basically 10% of the league, regardless of the fact. So top five quarterbacks get paid what they get paid per year. You get franchise tag, you automatically go up to that salary right there. But, you know, they use a franchise tag in the past, which I've always been proponent to actually, it works because essentially outside of your guaranteed money, no matter what the position, it's a year-to-year league. When you give teams the, the business opportunity to lock you in for five or six years and say, let your agent tell you that's for longevity and security, that's a lie. The reality is a lot of those contracts are backloaded. You're never going to see that money, which turns into a situation now when it comes to salary cap. Again, we're talking about a JJ Watt, particularly. You, you, all of a sudden can kick the can down the road, or no differently, how the government works regarding that money, and you'll be able to get that guy in for a, a you know backloaded deal, pay him low right now, and then you could possibly pay him a little bit more in guarantees after he's already gone. But it pertains to quarterbacks, you pay them so much money. Because you they, that allows you to kind of go back, and if you want to do certain things, like what the Bucks kind of did with the guys with a lot of these bad salaries based up off their off-the-field of transgressions, you can turn around and get a guy in here and there and fit them in, even though their talent basically exceeds their actual value that you're paying for them right then and there. So, um, again, that that was back when where you would say, okay, yeah, why would you want to be franchise-tagged because that's not guaranteed money. But now in the NFL where the quarterbacks are heavily protected, and they so it paid so much, just like you said, the Kirk Cousins scenario. It wasn't the agent which everybody wanted to jump up and down and say Kirk Cousins agent negotiate. He didn't do anything. <laughs> the numbers are already baked in the cake. And essentially, what Kirk said was, I'm going to take the real money, guarantee money, recognizing that a quarterback who plays relatively decent over the years is going to make an average about amount of money from this standpoint. From there, if he takes a big long term deal with a higher numbers and backloaded, the team can leave at any time. You can't leave with the franchise tag. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like, I'm going to get that money up. I'm going to jump to the front of the line right now and do it again. And barring getting injured, then it's only a one-year deal. But at the same time, you play well and decent, they're going to move you forward from there. So that's how any contract really should be looked at in sports. It's not about longevity. If they really cared about your longevity and long-term worth, they wouldn't be drafting every year in all these major sports, MLB, NHL, NBA, and the NHL. They draft every year to get talent cheaper. So to make you think that they want to give you more for long term, you are not understanding what's going on every year. They're telling the same guy the same thing that they told you the next year. The only people that like the draft as a player is the people that's getting drafted that year. If you get drafted one year and the next year you see the draft and they drafted somebody in the same position as you, now you're throwing glass against the wall. Because <laughs> now it's like, damn. Then you look at your guarantees. Once those gone, they'll replace you and move on from that standpoint from there, and keep it moving. So that's what this is all about. So, uh, again, in the situation with Dak Prescott, he's in an ideal scenario, franchise tag him. That means you can't get any more other guys because Jerry Jones can't afford to pay any other guys. So by him getting franchised the first time, you're now essentially saying he got $71 million guaranteed by also missing one full year. That mm-hmm. you can't beat that. From a business standpoint, On the player side, that is. But the NFL and the powers that be the media at large – are going to try to up a pool and push that down and so say, You don't want to do that.
0: No, I guess you're doing a player sign. You absolutely want to do that. I got they got questions for you, man. So, Brandon said, uh, Robert, lots of talk of OBJ going to Tampa. If AB is out, what are the logistics of getting OBJ to Tampa with his current contract?
1: Uh, it, it all breaks down to the same exact scenario again you know, with the salary cap. You know, AB's contract was, was a, a, a basically team friendly deal because he had no leverage. And essentially, OBJ is coming off of an injury. So once again, at the same time, OBJ is probably looking at it as a business decision. If he can get in front of Tom Brady and then he can get some more off the field marketing opportunities. I don't necessarily see it like, you know, the contract that he's going to get from the football standpoint is going to change. But the ability to get in front of the national audience to run that narrative, that story is going to give OBJ another chance to reinvent his career to basically go somewhere else and get that money elsewhere. But he'll be playing on a cheap, too, like everybody else. Is this the New England Patriots now in the South? Uh, and at the same time, what you recognize is that with the Patriots, they basically will get guys in who who necessarily wasn't going to get the big content right away, except for Revis. When it comes to, except for the Bucks, they're getting guys that they know have off-the-field issues and getting them to play on the cheap. So now you can get all that talent in one scenario and then turn around and then win, and then they can go get paid elsewhere. So mm-hmm. it's just the reverse of what, you know, it kind of has – Worked out. Essentially, those guys on that team should not have been on that team if they didn't have a whole bunch of off the field issues. That goes back to JPP, losing a couple of his fingers, Dominic D'Souza stepping on somebody's eyeballs, Mike Evans and his situations, AB and the list goes on and on and on, even Gronk coming back. So the reality is, again, you know, that that was, I guess, a good business decision from them. But again, the team won, the league won, but the players essentially they got the rings, but the money is going to the organization. So the fact is that's that's kind of how the New England Patriots have gone about their scenarios. Like, oh come get this ring. We're gonna get all types of things that work for us. We gonna get we gonna get I hate to say it. I know you talked about the flags, but no matter where Tom Brady goes, so does the so does the flags. They fly too. They go everywhere. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day is like teams recognize you're gonna have the benefit of the doubt if you line up with Tom Brady. If if Antonio Brown wasn't on the roster with Tom Brady, he would he still be getting talked about like a dog. So he made that business decision to try to get in front of Tom Brady because nobody's going to criticize his situation. So mm-hmm. what is OBJ trying to do? Same exact thing. Yeah. Did it with Randy Moss. Did it with AB. Now trying to, so, again, this has already been done. This story's been written before. But yeah. but those guys, I know Tom Brady will be credit for all of them. <laughs> so at the end of the day, they can go do it. But that's all they're trying to do. They're trying to basically get on the side where, yo, yeah, you play with Tom Brady, so we'll give you a shot. So yeah. you got to paid elsewhere.
0: That's a great point, man. Fixing the negative narrative of those players. I mean, Randy from Oakland, um, Corey Dillon. Uh, you know, now you got AB. Randy Randy, yeah, this goes on. Like even yeah. with Grunt, they they yeah. throw a lot of his stuff under the rug because yeah. he's long side. Yeah, that's a great point. So my well, man Javel got a question for you. He said, "Will more teams use the franchise tag this year to keep the players that they can't come to an agreement with due to the salary cap going down next season?"
1: See, once again, that's the, that's the key. The team don't want to use the franchise tag. Okay. Then the media wants the world to believe that the franchise tag is and The players can believe that too. Jerry Jones is cannot sign anybody because Dak said to, I'll take the franchise tag. And Mm. because again, that's that one year high level scenario. You got that. You got about 30, what six, $7 million on that cap for one year where most teams try to get you with that backloaded contract. So even if you paying the, the, the full number out, his, his signing bonus might be 11 million, and then his, his actual uh, salary for that year may be 6 million. But he did a, a, a $40 million upfront signing thing. With the franchise tag, no, it's 37 million on the books this year. Each team only have a certain amount of money that they can pay these certain amount of guys, not even factor in the draft or the undrafted or restricted free agents that are going to become available. When you got to do things such as uh, tenders and things like that, you put a second round tender on the guy or a third round tender on the guy, which means Nobody's going to come after that guy if they have a second-round tender because they don't want to say he's that valuable. So you put that on them knowing that nobody's going to basically take that bite. But if yeah. they do, then you, you screw too. So the teams do not – they don't want to do the franchise tags. At the end of the day, the team that they're going to franchise guys with, the guys essentially that they know that going to be able to get that money on the open market, and then they're going to try to basically say, okay, let's get the best out of we can from this year, whether it was Tampa with Shaq Barrett. After having a 19 sacks. How do you get 19 sacks and end up franchise tag? They're basically <laughs> saying to you that it was luck. Do it again. Mm. And in a position where is uh, the, the risk of injury is high and a defensive player is not protected like a quarterback, they'll risk it on that standpoint, knowing that you won't be able to duplicate that.
0: Because,
1: yeah. uh, again, you know how football works. You can, you can game plan somebody right out of their money every single time. Your agent won't tell you that. But if all of a sudden you – in week 17, you want to now not pay this guy this bonus that's in his contract. Like I said, you knew Tom Brady. Even Tom Brady's kind of had a bunch of incentive-laden clauses in there, winning the Super Bowl and doing this and doing that and get the Super Bowl. If he didn't get there, he wouldn't have got it. But he's a quarterback. He controls the narrative with the balls in his hands. But if all of a sudden you got a guy that you don't want to necessarily pay this million-dollar bonus, you tell that player, you tell that coach – during that week, we need to see if this tight end can play because we, we're looking at our next upcoming draft class. So then they all of a sudden run the game plan through the tight end and, and, and avoid the wide receiver. He never gets his bonus. They throw him to a guy that can't help but win the game, but that's mm-hmm. the way the game is played between the, the front office and then the personnel side. So like I said, never expect a team want to pay a team, a player, a full amount of money. So he gets the $37 million guarantee this year against injury. Now he can sit back and say next year, Oh, y'all don't want to pay me again? Well, I'm sitting on 37 full right now. Not, <laughs> not not three years from now. Yeah. Backloaded on paper looks good, but I yep. got that right now. Like yep. Mr. Ezekiel in this eight year deal, that don't make zero sense whatsoever. But at the same time, like, you see how that you see how this season worked out. How yep. they get the ball to Pollard as many times as they did, and it wasn't by accident in certain situations, so they could pull him into office and say, hey, that back load, the rest of that money back there. Mm. It seem like you're producing, so we're gonna have to tell you to take this cut. We got to go ahead and take that money, from you and give it to that now in his next franchise tag. Mm. So, again, that understood the business, Zeke didn't. So, then, no team is again, bottom line, no team wants franchise tag. You got to pay more in a short amount of time where they draft every year, where they want to kick the money down the road to pay you less. That's the business of football, particularly in all sports, really. Talk about it.
0: Yeah, man, that was my man. So right now, Robert T. Green took the time to join the Ballhawk Show from pre-post game, Um, just dropping some jewels. We're taking questions from people in the chat. You're tuning to the Ballhawk Show, sponsored by Able Insurance. Go to ableinsurance.net for all your insurance need. That's home, business, auto, life insurance. The great people at Able Insurance. Oh, I know Myron had a question. I don't know if he was talking about the actual NFL or maybe Dallas, but Oh, no, no, dropping by 30 million. Is the salary cap dropping by 30 million? Yeah,
1: the, from my understanding, the salary cap is going to be about 180 million this year, which from last year, uh, it, it was around 200. So you, you lose about 20, 25 million from there. And then it got a factor in that COVID's not over yet either. So, with that being said, they're forecasting probably the next year that the salary cap, if it goes to 180 this year, may be at the max. 185. The year after that. So again, teams are going to be really fiscally responsible regarding who they give long-term extensions to, or, or even put a whole lot of guaranteed money in. Um, simply because again, they still got two more drafts coming. As you know, there's not a combine this year. I, I tell players this: what business side. If there was no agents or no 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 combine, the NFL would still draft. Simply because at the end of the day, that's their business model. So when you're paying a lot of money to people that you think they can help get you to one point to the next, it really has nothing to do with it. Uh at the end of the day, is what you can provide, what you can do on the field for them in that amount of time and that space that they have open for that 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 situation. So when you when you have again 32 quarterbacks to start the NFL, and I guess this would lead to that point when we talk about now this is the Trevor Lawrence situation right now, why all this talk about Deshaun Watson being traded and Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz and all the other guys, simply because the NFL is saying. In a team where you might not have OTAs, you might not have this, you might not have that, where the, the time of being around the coaches is limited, they feel like the guys that's already in the league is way more valuable than these college kids who don't know what they're doing, who, yeah. who are made to believe that they, they know what they're doing in this entertainment phase, but they rather trade for somebody than to put money into a quarterback coming out in draft outside of Lawrence and they mm-hmm. have their whole season go upside down. You, you already can't make money from the fans, you might not think, in the first place. So we'd rather go get somebody else that gives us a chance to win at least to try to sell our team. And that's what this, this is all about. They're saying that the draft class of quarterbacks, and because of COVID, that these guys aren't developed the way they want to make you believe in college. These guys are coming in with minimal amount of knowledge and understanding about the pro game uh, with a head that's bigger than it should be if you look at Dwayne Haskins' situation. Um, and see the idiocy that, that Urban Myers did with Chris Doyle, which you might get to a little bit later. Oh, no. Nah, uh, but at the same ahead,
0: time. Yeah, I was going to ask you. You know, I was going to ask you about
1: oh, You didn't see my post about that. <laughs> I said I walked him out the door the first time. I'm going to walk him out again. And 24 <laughs> hours later, he walked in with his resignation and walked out the door. But like I said, again, the, the part of the quarterback piece is that, you know, when you talk about the franchise tag, again, guys are scrambling and say, okay, if we trade for a quarterback, we're going to try to make it more about this year. And this situation right now, to win now versus saying we're trying to build for the future uh, because that's what teams are doing now. They're saying, like, you know, let's – like the NBA, let's get a guy on our team for hire and try to win now with that guy. And some teams are wanting to win. Some teams don't. That's what's showing up.
0: Yeah. Javell had a great question before we talk about Chris Doyle. He said, why is the NFL the only major sports organization that has to lower their salary cap, NBA, MLB, and NHL? all kept their same cap from last year and didn't lower it.
1: Well, JaVale, let me ask you this. You know, when you talk about playing football versus those other sports, what's the longevity of the career of each one of the individual athletes? And then at the same time, if you really knew how much it costs to ensure the, the sport of football, if you, if you even look at UFC and MMA, they don't even have insurance policies or protections for their actual athletes. Those guys are independent contractors because no insurance provider is going to cover the cost of the risk what that looks like for the severe damage that comes along with football. And it doesn't happen in, 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 in um, MMA and boxing either. People don't talk about that. Those guys are independent contractors, Yeah, They're about the promoters. The NFL in particular cannot afford to basically take somebody and say, you know what, this guy is on the bottom of my roster, the number 53 guy. He goes and get a long-term um, disability injury, and I got to pay for him the rest of his life. Um, based off of you know what we didn't do to basically reduce our costs and our, or, our, or our threshold of um, risk, and so that's what it is. That they're just covering their basis. That's that's pretty much how it goes. And, and and any athlete knows should know and understand that.
0: My oh, man Rock Rock Dillon basically said the and the reason why is because those other sports are player driven and the NFL is shield driven. That's his um, second name. Rock. I know we had this conversation before. It's all business, bro. It's all
1: business, and the NFL once again, like I said, just go by the draft. If you got a dra- a true essence of a draft means somebody has died, they moved on. You got to replenish. You yeah. have a system with the NCAA, high school, G League, whatever. That's literally saying or, or spring training or AAA baseball. They are bringing people in consistently. Training people to replace you the moment you get in. Somebody's coming right behind you. Again, mm-hmm. no matter what your contract says right there, they're telling somebody the same exact thing. So when you talk about guarantee money a long term, it's like it's long term for now. Why are you doing okay now? Mm. If you your play falls off, your body breaks, you, you, you lose your sense of thought, you can't perform anymore, then it goes out the window. You know, this, this a year and a half ago, everybody was saying AB is on a chance to be a Hall of Fame career. Yep. They did what he did out there and then all of a sudden they don't even mention his name as somebody decent anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like, bro,
1: like that's how the game works. The game is manufactures the people they want to drive the game. So all you can say it's the shield, but the game is more so about the people that actually keep the ball moving. So they don't have to actually put money into bringing you or keeping you or, or keeping the cap up when they replace you for somebody cheaper regardless. That's their business model. Yeah. It's, it's on this. is on you as a player to understand it's corporate America. Do something stupid. They're going to hug you and cut your check in half with a smile on their face. And so let's, let's, let's do it. We still love you, though. And so your job is to not do something stupid and keep making your money and don't get cut or don't get in trouble. Outside of that, they got you where they, where they want you. And so that's where AB is right now. That's where OBJ is going to be right now. And that's, that's where Ernie Moss was and it keeps going on and on.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and transition to the elephant in the room: Urban Meyer, Chris Dole situation. At first, Urban Meyer having no audacity to hire this coach, and a lot of people saying, "Oh, everybody deserves a second chance," but well, they don't realize he burned down his second chance. And Zach Smith, <laughs> I know, man. I mean, like, like yo, there's something that you can't like. Urban may need to go ahead and step his ass away too. Like what? I said that years ago gave you the like? You got the audacity to really hire this dude, right. and, and surprise that he had to resign. Like you got dudes that's affiliated with the school that's on Jacksonville Jaguars roster. But well, you know what
1: this is, Bob. And so once again, on your show, you know <laughs> that we're talking about now. This <laughs> this story came to light to you before mm-hmm. anybody else. So tell the audience you. I told you what was going to happen, how it was going to happen way back when. So for your artists who don't know, Chris Doyle was the former highest-paid strength coach at the University of Iowa. When I say former, it's what it is. He's no longer there. He was making $800,000 a year to be a strength coach. He was in Iowa for 20 years, and um, I had clients of ours that basically former student-athletes and also well parents come to us regarding racism and bullying that was was, uh, experienced at Iowa under the hands of Chris Doyle and University of Iowa. Um, I took up that case for those guys as their PR, public relations, and representation regarding, as I said, their voices will be heard. Now, with that being said, um, you know when that came to light, you know it actually came to light right before the George Floyd situation, so it was kind of like dynamic about how this stuff was spinning. And when it happened, you know, the powers that be, the major media outlets, did not want to acknowledge really what had happened, had transpired with those athletes, essentially um, ignoring their voices. Uh, and so when you know the, the school and their coach got out front and started speaking on certain things, and not really want to give the, the the real insight of what had happened, like in most cases in these type of um, situations, they'll say we're going to do an internal investigation, and then they'll come to find out and say, oh yeah, what we found wasn't right, but we're going to basically um, take care of in house and move forward. So basically, the story that comes never comes out to the full light, and then the people that's actually that went through it. Um, are now feeling like they can't speak anywhere else because the media at large, the fan base, things like that, they critique them, they ostracize them, they bully them, they threaten them, all types of things in that snare. So what the difference was is that they came to me. And if the guys don't know me and who I am, what I'm about, I go by the player's rep. I do all things and everything in the best interest of the athlete and theirs alone, not the industry, not the school, not the coach, nada. So all those tactics did not work for me. So when those guys came to me, I took up the case and I basically said that, you know what, their voice will be heard. And what we started to do is after Iowa said their piece and what they said, we proceeded to, on this actual platform, put out each individual statement of the student-athletes that had something to say. Now, when we did that, you know, they did not think that would ever happen. For once, they thought that that these kids won't speak on their terms they need to speak on. Mm-hmm. Um, so then once Iowa would respond in their little press conference and media, you know, to ESPN, whatever, and they try to change the narrative, we would respond with another a statement of a student-athlete that they went through. And then it became a point where they had to answer for some of those things. And when they had to answer for some of those things, they never wanted to answer to the the media and the public at large, which I try to teach athletes. All right, no problem. You ain't got to say nothing to ESPN. We'll handle this ourselves. So essentially we put out about 13 statements on this platform, my platform, making sure that, you know, telling other parents and athletes going forward why we wouldn't send your African-American sons to play for the University of Iowa, Kirk Ferentz, Brian Ferentz, and Chris Doyle. Mm -hmm. Um, Fast forward to that point, it got to the point where at the end of the day, um, there were so many different stories and situations that, that actually was brought to my attention that we put out pertaining to Doyle that Iowa had basically um, did their own investigation, paid for it themselves. And usually, like I said before, usually they pay for your own investigation. You get the answers that you want in your own investigation. However, when they were doing their investigation, we were putting out statements at the same time. So they could never say that this didn't happen because as they were doing the investigation, we already put out that this is what happened. So I don't work for Iowa. So the bottom line is we wasn't waiting to take what they said, how they wanted to operate. We were doing it on our way that we needed to do. And so after that, they decided to let Doyle go with a one point, I believe, one million dollar resignation. And mm-hmm. therefore, again, he went. So but even at that point in that time, Iowa said things like, well, yeah, we had things internally. We're not going to release our employee files and all that you know, jargon that they use. Um, from that standpoint, but Chris Doyle had actually went away. And that was supposed to be the scenario where, okay, we'll make Chris Doyle the scapegoat. Yeah, Chris Doyle never speaks out. He never apologized. He's never, he's never contrite. He never says he did anything wrong. He just takes the $1.1 million in Iowa and Chris Doyle thinks things and just go away. And in the grand scheme of things, because the media at large did not mention Chris Doyle on a significant level like you would think they should, like Ray Rice or anybody else in that scenario, they thought that no one knew. But as you and I talked about before, we broke this news on your show that yeah. I've already put all that stuff in the algorithms It's everywhere. If you hashtag their voices will be heard, if you yeah. hashtag why we wouldn't send these kids to to, to to Iowa, hashtag Iowa in the Iowa way, it's out there. And so basically now Urban Meyer and how using goes, just like he did when he was at um, Ohio State, when he had the coach Zach Smith and other things that happened in the past, whether it's the, um, you know, the Valentine's Day massacre uh, in Florida. With, with Urban mm. Meyer. And if you don't know the Chris, history of Chris Doyle at Iowa, he also had that episode when he put 13 guys in a hospital pertaining to workouts prior to. So once again, that stuff is already happening. And back then that investigation led to keep him having his job. So for 20 years of racism and bullying, he's not a highest paid strength coach while guys are being injured and severely um, damaged mentally and emotionally from their heritage and all these different things. And so Urban Meyer and his history, figured like, well, you know what? Since we didn't see a lot of this on the news and ESPN or this one and that one, they love us on Fox News or Fox Sports or whatever. We can just hire Chris Doyle and nobody's going to say anything about it. Mm. They found out. Like I said, that that's not going to happen. And so at the end of the day, what I said before, why I did what I did pertaining to Chris Doyle, as for the audience to know, the, that case, that suit, that situation with the Iowa athletes um, that we represent, they are currently um, right now in federal court so it's, it's those guys that we represented and a few others because again it was over 50 plus guys that came out and spoke out about chris doyle but we represent about 13 or 14 of them uh, 13 or 14 that we represent um including the you know the, i think the second all-time leader in russia uh akron wadley um for, for the university of iowa they are now in the federal court against iowa um and pertaining to what happened to in the university of iowa but like i said when chris doyle did what he did by coming back into the light what he has now done um unfortunately for him which it should happen in the first place is that there's nobody that's going to touch his Doyle from here to timbuktu pertaining to sports and they understand how that business works and that was the whole point the point was when we started is that you can't do these things to these actual athletes and give up this bs excuse and call it tough love or coaching or mm-hmm. oh you deserve a second chance no you don't deserve a second chance to basically to, to, to reenact racism and bullying, and, and at the detriment of someone else's well-being and, and, and livelihood, and all of a sudden so you can do it again, Iowa Kirk Ferentz is not qualified to do that, nor is the NCAA. And mm-hmm. so, once again, when you talk about when he went to the NFL, where again, predominantly African American men were now making money. One of the things that was so important that did not come out to the light that I'm going to bring to the show right now is that, you know, part of the cases that Chris Doyle used to tell players that if when they was in the league to go to the pros, if they were trained elsewhere, that he would basically badmouth them to the NFL, meaning he wanted to try to use them to come train when they no longer were at Iowa to to build up his resume to act like he's the reason why he's in the league. And if they wanted to go train at a different facility, then he would basically use that against them. Hmm. And basically, so now he, he was manipulating the situation and basically a lot of athletes that came through there felt like at the end of the day, they didn't get their fair shot and opportunity because of what he was doing at that point. So to have him now have a job when Urban Meyer said he vetted him, one, Urban Meyer never spoke to me, never spoke to my, my our clients, and never spoke to their lawyers. So therefore that vetting process, who did he go to? I would have talked about Chris Doyle. That's funny. That's probably what he did, but that's not vetting. So someone should teach Urban Meyer how to vet someone really means. But anyhow, point is that now you have him in a situation where he's in the NFL where he told players they, they wouldn't train him, not put him in a position to be around other guys so once again he can act like he's the reason for their success mm-hmm. while minimizing them. That wasn't going to fly. So, mm-hmm. again, when that happened, pre game, you guys can check it out, pre-postgame.com or pre game LLC on Facebook. I put out a statement as a CEO and representing my company that, one, they didn't um, speak to us, so that didn't happen, and, two, that it wasn't over. And it wasn't over, meaning like, yeah, y'all just hired him, but we helped walk him out the door the first time. We'll help walk him out the door again. Yeah, twenty four hours later, walking out the door.
0: Got him out of there. So again, no, you know. no, no
1: sympathies, no, no apologies, no, no um, well wishes or second chances. In my opinion, for Chris Doyle, the, the, the situation that is, and what I've heard, and what brought me to actually represent these guys at a level. Is less than humane, and the powers that be still brought glosses over this by saying, "Oh, yeah, it was some racial disparities, and it was uh, some bullying." Like I put out on our platform what those things were mm-hmm. and how it went. And if any any human being can justify and say that's okay, or talk about in the sports space that that's that's okay and that's needed, they're crazy. And I, I wouldn't want them around your kid, my kid, any other kid out there when it comes to the development of a person or human being, much less an athlete on where they're going to be going forward.
0: That's what's up. Uh, that's Robert T. Green pre post game. Make sure you go to pre post breaking down the urban Meyer and the Nimrod that he hired that had to walk in and walk out, you know, open it. He,
1: he spent less time in Scaramucci. I think that's a record. He was less time in the building in Scaramucci.
0: Yikes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Scaramucci got 11 days. He got one.
0: Got yeah, one day on the job.
1: And I say that again to let that be a lesson to all these other you know, people out there when you have the power to help and develop these young men who only want to maximize the ability to be great. Don't take it upon yourself to make yourself a god or make yourself somebody bigger than you are. Understand, without those guys, you don't get paid, period. Your job, mm-hmm. your career, your profession cease to exist. So to come have a bad day and, and put your will on them, not to make them better, but to try to basically demean them, there's somebody out there for you. And one of them in particular is me. So the reality is if you're gonna take that approach to basically think that you can't be removed or replaced, like I said, let that be known. You guys think Urban Meyer is some big time, powerful guy. And again, I mentioned the highest paid strength coach in college football under the NCAA. So the whole part of this, part of this process, if you experiment, you want to call it this explain, like you only as big as you allow these guys to be. Mm. You're a human being first, then you're an athlete. But to be to be a, the, the best human being athlete, you got to understand what your responsibility is in that, and to let somebody demean you as a human being and basically put you in a situation there's a no win situation, and have you doubt and, and question yourself, your character, your heritage, in order to be um uh, uh uh welcomed by somebody like Chris Doyle.
0: Yeah,
1: y'all got us messed up. Them days are over. So like I said, before you get in the coaching profession, understand and know what that really means. Mm -hmm. Because bullying African-American men, which a lot of people who like sports, particularly college, like it because they like the fact to see somebody who's about five foot eight, 160 pounds, tell 90 African-American men to jump and they say how high and roll and they say great Mm. for hats and T-shirts and cotton rings while giving up generational wealth. That's Mm -hmm. that's not my issue, my problem. I'm not here for that. So again, respect is given, respect is earned. So if you're going to basically take the approach and want to be in these lives of these young men, understand you have a responsibility bigger than the X's and O's to get them where they need to be. And if you don't, you're going to be up out of there. It's as simple
0: as that. Facts. My man, Robert T. Green is always uh, dropping Jews. Got another question. Before we get to that question, man, make sure you go to manscaped.com. man. Take care of your Jews below your waist. Use that lawnmower 3.0. And when you check out, make sure you use the promo code the Ball Hawk Show so you get 20% off. That's Manscaped.com, the leader in below the waist grooming. Check them out, Manscaped. So Darian asked me on YouTube, salute to Darian. He said, Green Bay. first of all, Green Bay going to suck next year, Robert. And then second of all, he said, ask Rob what's his opinion on Trevor Lawrence Pro Day and having to do surgery after.
1: So I'm I'ma ask two questions. First of all, Darian, do you know how old the Green Bay Packers are? <laughs> don't discount Aaron, Don't discount Aaron Rodgers. Most of the Green Bay Packers core players are under 26 years old.
0: Let me give you and they've been in back to back championship games. I'm gonna give you a disclaimer, he's a he's a Vikings fan. Oh
1: no, that's okay. So that's why I, I again that's the point. When you again and the Vikings are older than the Packers too, so that, that really bows oh. badly for them. I mean, I know you had uh the receiver Justin Jefferson and he, and he did uh really well, but at the same time, they lost twice in the package, too. But um, to answer your question, uh it was about free agency, correct me if I'm wrong? You're
0: talking about Trevor Lawrence Pro Day and then oh. having to do surgery after. Here we go. <laughs> talking about <the> business <laughs> sport. Is. <laughs> business <laughs> sport. When these guys
1: all come through college and they, they want to get to the National Football League and you're talking about what they put themselves through and what you sacrifice. And, and when we were playing, you know, it was the first time we would ever experience the thing called, uh, you know, tortoise, I mean, uh, cortisone or cortisol, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: not really understanding what that is and what it does. So let me educate again for the parents that may have young athletes that are going to go through this process in the college level and they'll understand why you might have to get a surgery now after you play in a career um, such as Trevor Lawrence is that. You get injured, you might tear something, rip something up, and they give you this cortisone shot. Cortisone is a steroid. It does not heal you. What well, it does is it makes you feel like that the injury is not there. Yep. So if you have something that's torn or something that's ripped, it gets torn and ripped further. And because it gets torn and ripped further, when you now are trying to proceed to try to get to the National Football League and then they tell you, oh, well, the NFL don't want you to be hurt because they're going to think you can't do this, can't do that. I'm here to tell everybody, the NFL is going to hold you accountable more from the energy that you sustained in college, then if you came to college, came to the NFL healthy and less game on the field. They they can they can develop and teach you. What they can't do is heal you, they can't put you back together if you're broken in a shell of yourself. And yeah. so what a lot of guys don't know and understand, they end up getting injured and nobody tells them, including the staff that's actually on the actual roster. That was one mm-hmm. of the main things that happened when you got this coaching personnel versus the, the training personnel, and the training personnel don't want to speak too much. Because the coaches say, "Get him back on the field," and you really have no alternative. You either can rest and rehab, mm-hmm. get surgery, get mm-hmm. healed, or you can go out there and help the coach win a championship. Even if it costs you your future.
0: Even now, if you know, Trevor future. Lawrence
1: being injured the way he is and getting a surgery on his lap, on his off shoulder, it goes back to the point. Like I said again, you can't talk amateurism. Mm-hmm. And the man has basically been there for three years and he's trying to achieve something to get somewhere where he can get professionally paid. Who would just say that that didn't happen on this other show? And if that's being the case, then you just jeopardize, you just risk, you just cost this man millions of dollars, generational wealth, for a hat and a T-shirt, and to pay your coach $150 plus million. Now, we know what this is all about with Dabo and those guys as well, and it blew up in his face. What, we want to play. You put those kids out there, Justin Fields, all those other things that went on from there. The man didn't win the Heisman. The man, yeah. he got a part of a national championship. He wasn't this great, super, you know, uh, touchdown Jesus figure that the Clemson <laughs> and Dabble was hoping it would all happen to solidify dabble's future for the rest of his life. It didn't go that way. And so yeah. with that being said, it's like, you know, the, the kid getting surgery after the fact. Again, it goes back to when did it actually happen? And unfortunately, most players don't know when these things happen because they're not getting the proper information about their actual diagnosis from the same people. That's asking him to trust the process. So I'm glad that he's basically going to be able to get the surgery and didn't do too much damage. But he has a teammate on that same team um, named Ross that nobody seems to remember. But if he wasn't hurt as bad as he was, because he didn't know either and got that surgery, yeah. he would most definitely be a top 10 pick this year. But the media is not going to report that stuff. That man, That man is better than every receiver that Alabama got coming out this year. But you wouldn't know that because he couldn't play. Because he was injured and found out late, and not only he found out late, that the injury that he got could be life-threatening, much less Mm -hmm. career-threatening. So if he got that surgery and got taken care of prior to this point, you will know his name right now. And so, like I said, this is not the only case of this happening, so I don't want to make this a Clemson thing, because there's several other schools, I would say ACC, that I'm well aware of, that you have people tell you that you got a stinger. No, it's not a stinger. It's a vertebrae. Mm. It's different. A vertebrae is taking two different things. My vertebrae breaks, I die. Hmm. I stay, I keep going. You can't mess that up. But many schools have messed that up. And so that's why I say, again, when I'm talking about this this whole thing about sports in general, I really, what we've gotten into at this point is about athletes need to be aware of what their business um, goals are. And if it's the go play, the professional level and ranks, you have to take the the, the, the time. And again, I'm a, obviously, I guess it's self-promotion because I'm the only company in America that do what we do to make sure at every level that the athlete is represented. Because we get paid. I mean, we get paid as sports business manager. I'm not an agent. Meaning, mm-hmm. so you could be 14, 15, 16, 70 parent, and you can call us and you can get a consult, you can get services for whatever that means for your as a as an athlete.
0: Mm-hmm. At the
1: same time, we're gonna get that information for you and get it back to you. that you gotta make the informed of what you got to do going forward. Yep. So again, we don't at the NCAA say, oh no, he's fine. We got a doctor that says he may not be. And so at the end of the day, the end of the day, that's what's in your best interest. Yep. We want to make sure you're good. So, but the app has got to make sure that they're good as well. So that's where at the college level right now, there's so much money and so much, you know, stuff that goes on behind the scenes that no one is aware of. And like I said, again, you go through all this process and pro day. Oh, by the way, yeah, Mom, I'm getting surgery. What? Like, wh- wh- where'd that come from? And then all of a sudden you, you find out your career is short. So, like I said again, and then the last thing is about Trevor Lawrence pro day. We've seen this before. We've seen Johnny Manziel. We've seen a few other guys. Johnny I'm not Manziel really a big of having that you chase the room, run around the air, and throw it, and then you have Tom and Shea coming in. Oh, he looks wonderful. Now Tom and Shea also said that Justin Fields should return to school. Right, ball. Yep, he did. So if he's drafted in the first round, should he still return to school? Mm. I'm just asking because I know how they, they draft it again next year. So if he returns to school. And then he gets drafted, you know, later. And what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, why, why would he Why would he make less money and go back there and do it for nothing?
0: Somebody said, you know, people were saying, oh, he can move up and he can make extra, this much extra.
1: Don't work that way, man. I nah. If you really want to do the numbers and break it down, I'll give you the perfect example. Just look at Herbert, uh, the kid that went to San Diego. Who? Herbert. He was, okay. they was, they was called him like the, Top. Right, right. He, and he still got drafted after he got drafted. Yeah, he another NBA and got drafted after Tua. Yeah, who got him? They, now they're saying they should have they should have drafted him instead of Tua. Because like Alabama got a history of putting out good quarterbacks, right? So once again, it's like it's it, it, it's like they say that that's for the college world. So when you got people in the college business telling you what to do when it comes to the pro league, understand what that means. Mm-hmm. They don't care about you going to the league. They want to use college to say they're the reason why you go going. But yet they want you to come back to keep selling their tickets and selling their brand and selling their game. The NFL stay inside of it because they the end of the day, they're going to draft every year regardless regards, whether what Tom and Shea or Mel Kuyper says or not. Is anybody ever like Mel Kuyper said, my guy is going to be a bust. Mel Kuyper yeah, don't know did. what he's talking about. Hey, he don't know nothing. So if you pay for his subscription,
0: that means you don't know nothing. So not <laughs> it's like on. the end of the
1: day, they can still account on
0: him. Yeah, he ain't held accountable for his for his... No,
1: they're not. They're not. Mm-hmm. So they
0: keep talking. But yeah.
1: if the kid gets drafted and he makes this amount of money this year, um, you know, I'm talking about Justin Fields, and let's just say, this is this seeks. I'm, I'm a I'm an analyst, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a talent evaluator,
0: yeah,
1: I'm gonna throw out there in this class, Justin Fields gets drafted higher than Dwayne Haskins. Mm. So if he does, based off their their you know, whatever mocks and things in that scenario, is 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 uh Fields more developed and prepared for the NFL right now than Haskins. Both were under Day and Meyer. Yep. Now, once again, we're going to find out. Like, So is it going to be now is Ohio State the same type of quarterback factory as Alabama? So now when y'all keep pushing these same dudes in the same narratives over and over, they all suck. When are you going to start holding Urban Meyer instead of giving him a job at the Jacksonville Jaguars where he hires Chris Doyle? accountable. When are you going to mm-hmm. stop saying, "Yeah"? Nick Saban says a lot of guys in the NFL injured and broken bodies Hell, Two years ago, our offensive of tackle, Jonah Williams didn't even get in the camp yet, and he tore his labor before he put on the pads. And it happened by accident. Mm. And it happened the same thing with Ruben Foster. And I can keep going on and on and on. So again, at the end of the day, you keep coming to the league, broken down and battered, but then talking about how great this coach is, something got to give.
0: Something you gotta give. gotta
1: give.
0: They never pay attention to that. Um, my man Myron said, uh, so Wilson from BYU and Lance from North Dakota State need to come back for better competition if Justin should come back. People don't realize Wilson ain't have like he didn't have two very good back to back years. He jumped out. Like that's why I don't understand about these guys who's supposed to be the experts. It's yeah, it's confused. That's how I know, and I got to use air quotations. That's how I know, get out, of, get your hands out of my pocket is going on.
1: Right. And at the same time, why is Lance being looked at that way? Because he's about 6'5", 240, 230, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Who else went to NDSU? Oh, that's right, Carson Wentz. So mm-hmm. let me get this straight. A guy from NDSU, now a second guy from NDSU, is going to be drafted higher than guys from Ohio State. I thought the power five is the way to get the yeah, best the the competition.
0: competition. Yeah, I thought that, that, I mean, I and thought, we're not saying I that's thought. bad. We just you got to keep the same energy because that's cause the point. Darren just said the same thing. So Trevor going to get the same energy that they gave to him because basically, like you, if you have surgery, you you you're not healthy. And then you know, we've seen plenty of guys fall because they know that they hurt and they had to Bro, have well. This
1: him. pro day he's six five, two thirteen. I stand before you now as six uh, a whopping six one. I'll i give myself six. One. I'm six foot and three-quarters, <laughs> two hundred and twenty-seven pounds. <laughs> that boy is six five, two thirteen going to the NFL. If mm-hmm. you thought your labor was hurt in college, <sighs> when they got a hold of you when nobody touched when the NFL get a hold of you, and you're in what is they over 11, eleven, one in fifteen Jacksonville Jaguars? Okay.
0: And and speaking of Jacksonville. Uh Bill Poleon's son is hired to be Washington's um player personnel.
1: Being the polling that said Lamar is a wide receiver.
0: Yeah. Bill okay. Polian. Oh, the, son. One,
1: the one that that one that got Pey- Peyton Manning, then became a Hall of Famer because Payton Manning fell to him.
0: Yeah, because he yeah. fell to him. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Just like how Andrew fell to them. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Hall yeah. of yeah. Famer.
0: But he he-, he was willing <laughs> to sell, sell, he was about to rather sell the farm that. Deshaun, I mean, that uh, Lamar wasn't going to be anything in the pros. And everybody was ready to sell the farm that Lamar was done for allowing his mom, you know, like.
1: Youngest, youngest, youngest MVP in NFL history. Mm. Just saying. About to get his second contract. Like you said, his mom is his manager. manager.
0: Everybody was saying that's a bad ordeal. We said, man, you were sitting there like, what? You, you, you. Like you, the brand. You
1: You control. You're you're a corporate American CEO. And again, you need to start to learn and, act and operate as such. If you yeah. know your value and your worth and your quality of what you do, then have somebody to, 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 you know tell you something on social media, on TV, to just do it. Because you're not going to survive in this business. Because once again, at the end of the day, if you don't know your own value, how you expect yeah. to understand what everybody else do? They're going to tell you one thing and tell you another thing. And you going to go up and down, and you are going to have a real tough time.
0: You just don't. And I think
1: that's what's happening. In, um, then that's what happened with Dwayne Haskins. To be honest with you. Yeah, you, yeah, you you talked about being you want to be in the league, you want to do this. You went to this school. And you called yourself a you called yourself a cartoon character name as a quarterback. Yeah. You said you want to play for the Giants. You said you were Simba, like Simba, like oh. no, they don't do that in the NFL quarterbacks, right? You gotta be Dwayne Haskins. So he wasn't advised on how that worked from that side of things. And then all of a sudden, when it didn't go a certain way, had yeah, people jumping off the bandwagon. Uh, but like I said again, that's because you thought in college that that was the pinnacle. And, and it's not. It's no way near. Again, for guys that play in the pro league know, like, they don't care what school you went to. They don't care who your agent is, who your coach was. Nothing. Can you help me win, help me pay my mortgage? Are you going to willing to sacrifice and commit and learn the game and, and put it all – and go all in? And if you're not, yeah. they're going to get rid of you. They're going to be the coaches of the team. you are going to be the dudes in your next next team in the locker. So it's like, again, you go back to now, you know, what this is all about. Is Trevor Lawrence going to be – Come into that situation like thinking I played with Davo, now he's going over to Urban. They going both think together that this is his cupcakes, like Nick Saban did. Mm. And with Drew Brees by you, he had Drew Brees and got sent back packing. Mm. So, like I said again, I, I, I'm, a, I'm the mindset of I don't believe Urban Myers changed one bit and is going to change. I believe his arrogance and his way of thinking is what led to a lot of guys that he coached in college. Have the transgressions that they had, whether it's Ezekiel Elliott and a few other guys. He ain't they, Pete they Just didn't mature properly, and he's struggling because of it.
0: And I think Pete's the only one to from college to the to the NFL and be truly successful. We well, you seen, know
1: why he came in saying, "Hey, it's you guys. I want to make you guys have fun." And I understand that I'm the reason. You're the other reason why I'm winning. The rest man. of you guys come in and say. No, I'm the coach, it's my system, and I'm the – no, 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 that's not true. It's never been true. And That's why he left when he had Reggie Bush and and Matt Liner. He wasn't going to have those guys anymore. He got out while he could, even though because of the situation with the other stuff. But at the same time, that was smart. The best coach understands you have talent, and you put the position away to play and win. The the, the, the worst coach is going to say that, you know what, you're going to do it this my way or no way, because at the end of the day, if the player can't do it, he can't succeed. That's it. And if he can't succeed, then you ain't going to keep a job. And that's why, again, for me, you know, to have that mindset, you already hired Chris Doyle saying that I'm going to do it my way. All
0: right? And and none of the – like, here's my thing with that Chris Doyle situation. We got, like, three minutes before we wrap it up. Like, none of the higher-ups had an issue with – like, man.
1: That was probably part of the negotiation. No coaches do that. They want full autonomy.
0: Full autonomy, yeah. You think you're not gonna make a
1: stupid decision like that? <laughs> <laughs> then they gotta think, hold on, maybe you shouldn't have full autonomy,
0: yeah. Now but we in Utah, to for
1: Jacksonville, they wanted to sell a name. What was you gonna do? Like, really, honestly, like we know now, coaches ain't gonna get that same
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, night like that. People know who they are going forward. So, at the end of the day, Urban Meyer was a name, they sold a name, that's how they do it. They shined it up, he got out of there a couple of times a couple of years ago from Ohio State. They made it seem like it was about health, which we know how that goes. And then he was about to go do this. If he didn't do that, he would never got another coaching job in college because of that situation. Just like Chris Doyle. So they basically want to look out for each other. That's all.
0: Before we wrap this show up, over under how many years you think Urban gonna gonna stay in the NFL? What do you get? 10 million a
1: year? (laughs) Over under how many years until Trevor Lawrence is actually a pro bowler. If he if he doesn't do well, if Trevor Lawrence, the golden child, which everybody in product said he's gonna be great. And he doesn't look like he's approaching a playoff spot in the first two years. Mm-hmm. Urban to be gone by year three because they're going to know what's going to happen to Trevor by year four if if they ain't going that direction. So they're going to at least try to salvage that by saying we got another coach here. Urban wasn't the right guy. He was a college guy. Blah 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 to save Trevor Lawrence's career. And they got so that means that's two years. And mm-hmm. it really starts now. Like anything else, you know, the second year he got to he got to do some things to show some improvement this year. Second year, he gotta be ascending. If he's still like struggling, if two have another year like he had this year, that's the same time frame for 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 Trevor Lawrence in Urban yeah. Valley,
0: in my opinion. Yeah, because Tua got pulled. People don't realize he got pulled for fist magic. Yeah, a couple times. Couple times. <laughs> a couple times. And and if he and he
1: gets pulled again, that's the point. Then it's like. And the coach is not going to sit back and, and be like, "Oh, that's me, Brian Flores." Someone going like, "Nah, he be like, mm.
0: yeah, Brian Flores. Hey, I'm um, a hey, Fitz. I know you ready. Come on, people don't give Fitz, people don't give Flores enough credit for just. Or, or,
1: but again, remember, they might be looking at Deshaun Watson right now. But the yeah. funny part is that Deshaun Watson and, and 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 I think Tua got the same agent, or they they close to it. He had him. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was Dwayne Haskins. But I just know that. It's kind of crazy that now all of a sudden you got quarterback on quarterback crime (laughs) these things on a lot of these guys represented by the same guys and get traded certain places. Like you done trade got me traded to be in a bad spot. Why you got him in a good spot? The tax free state tax issues.
0: Tax free. And and Dwayne Haskins, you gotta realize your agent did a press release that he was leaving you.
1: Can we before we wrap it up, let's talk about that real quick so people don't know. (laughs) That actual, that that Dwayne Haskins situation, that one-year deal, I don't agree with it. I don't think he should have signed that deal right away. I said, regardless of representation, I say that to say because with the draft coming up, regardless of like, fact, you don't know how this thing is going to play out per se. And a one-year deal, you still backing up Ben right now.
0: Mm-hmm. So the
1: thing is, he's not going to get an opportunity to really show his skill set to the other 31 teams to get back in by backing up Ben. Mm-hmm. So he's pigeonholed right now. Now, if that new agent want to get paid real quick and make it seem like he's doing something, then he want to get that money off Dwayne and yeah, get Dwayne go sign. Like, I just did something for you. I don't think he would be the best suit to wait till the draft happened, then figure out what was going on, continue to work, get right, let this season go by halfway, look at injury situations, and try to jump back in from there. That way he could have depict his spot from that standpoint. And at the end of the day, it wouldn't be something where he got yeah, thrown in right away. He could have, you know, observed yeah. the lay of the land. And they right. made, again, an informed business decision. But once mm-hmm. again, we talk about a lot of times representation really want to get you in certain places look a certain way so they can get their check cut. But players don't really recognize how all this really works. If mm-hmm. I'm going somewhere I'm going to play right now, I'm going to go to a backup Ben. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. Ben has really been that guy to motivate guys and mentor guys. Dobbs, yeah. Rudolph.
0: He's never. Yeah, you so Why am I here? I can see, because we all knew when James went to Drew, he was trying to get. Read that narrative of he need to learn. He need to well, learn. Drew was leaving, though. We knew yeah. that. And we knew Drew was leaving, but we knew, was leaving. We saw, you know, how that helped out a previous backup that became right. a starter with, with Carolina. My thing was, my question with Haskins is, do you feel like he lacked the confidence because of how he was ousted in Washington? Well, he he personally felt like he had to jump on the I, first. I
1: think, I think he and a lot of guys in this business focus on what they hear, what they read in the media instead of learning their craft and knowing the game. Mm-hmm. We didn't have all the stuff we was growing when we was playing. We knew that the only way we were going to be judged on our actual skill set is once we got on that field. Mm-hmm. I, I remember putting your boy, um, Bo Carroll, out of, out of football. Bo Carroll was a, the Florida wide receiver, running back, kick returner, speed guy. He was mm-hmm. the greatest thing ever. But he played for Urban Meyer, too. Got to the NFL, and then all of a sudden, didn't work out. Played for Cleveland. Then he ended up in a the Deuce, where I was at. So mm-hmm. I'm like, this dude is the league. Oh, I'm about to show him something. I need to get up out of here. So I'm gonna use him as an example. This boy lined up wide. I'm playing, I'm playing the bound of the field at the time, but he got out wide, like he don't recognize that walls right there. Mm. So at the end of the day, he tried to release. I'm already I'm staggering inside, I'm splitting him in half. let him come up the field. He did a little of fake jab steps or whatever. Stepped outside, Right. ain't nothing to step outside. This indoors it's arena. Yeah. So I just waited, came back in, and I took him about 180 pounds. I ran him, I ran him in that wall, and boom, 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 boom. <laughs> he had put him on the floor. He was gone less than a week. He never played football again. The point I'm making is that he thought, like I said, you watch TV, you hear your name, you do all these different things. You think you made it, you think you got it, you think you know. Mm-hmm. When you're a quarterback, you throw 50 touchdowns in college and a bunch of BS crossing slant routes. You don't got the real competition, not playing anybody. You feel like this is what it is. Are you taking the time to really invest into your craft to know that I got this now? Doesn't matter what Washington thinks or oh, anybody yep. else. I know I got that. I just need the opportunity. Yeah. Or do you need somebody to say you're the man?
0: Because mm.
1: they can try to put you in that spot. But when it when the rubber meets the road, Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Can you show up? Yeah. He he didn't ever had opportunity to be in when well, he had to show up yeah. like that.
0: And when he, know, when, he, when he
1: was called yeah. on, he didn't go the way they thought. So I, I think he's got to learn. He got to know if he can do what he's doing. It I think he can if he focuses more on being a quarterback versus facing the franchise or Simba or whatever else you know you want to you know whatever. Yeah.
0: Like he he, he me Adrian Broner. You paid attention to what Floyd accumulated versus what he did to get all those jewelries and right. to be able Skip to the talk.
1: Line. Yeah. Well skip the line. You want you want the end, but you don't want to put it in what you got to get to the end.
0: Yeah. You don't you don't know what it took to get into it. And hassan got to learn that and hassan got to reevaluate her circle too. Cause you got
1: that's that's the majority, that's the majority of, of pro sports people. Yeah. Like when you get in the ones that survive the ones that recognize that this is a business and is an is an individual-based business, and you can't get caught up and trying to follow the crowd because the crowd is going to be the ones that get you out of it. Yep. So uh and again for guys that play like yourself and I we we know like I said the day if you could be the hawk one day and then all of a sudden you get whatever and then they talk about chicken hawk or <laughs> like you, know, you, got, you you got you gotta be able to keep this. you can't rest on I was hawk on last week. They're gonna roast you if you ain't prepared next week. And some guys think once they have one type of good situation, they can just rest their laurels on that. Like I said, me, you coming from Florida, the NFL, I feel like I should be there. I'm going to hurt. To embarrass you, Bo Carroll, mm. and he was so soft to his hands, it was like it was like jello, like this is what the SEC, like what? So I'm like, I couldn't believe it, but again, that's what guys look at. Oh, you threw 50 TDs, man, they're gonna try to they gonna eat your lunch.
0: That's a fact. Yeah. So, man, Rob, man, appreciate you for joining the show, man. You know, we got to try to do this weekly because we got to get the business
1: piece going, yeah. absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah,
0: we got to get you know a structural podcast where you get to drop the jewels that. A lot of these young people need to know quick, fast, in a hurry. Uh, PrePostGame.com is the site where you can find his information. You can find him on Facebook as well. Robert T. Green or PrePostGame um, LLC. Um, always been a supporter of the Ballhawk show. Been with me since day one. And um, he has been Nostradamus a lot. on the- <laughs> I just don't think he just talked, man. The 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 one that still get me is the Baker Mayfield where everybody was trying to roast them and it came to fruition. And um, amongst other things, like the Chris Doyle situation, he plugged that on my show.
1: Mark Jackson first 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 round.
0: Yeah. There,
1: he can be the first player. He gotta get an extension right now, and he still don't have an agent. Oh, you could have an agent. His mom yeah. has a manager. So, so Lamar Jackson apparel of Lamar Jackson Enterprise LLC, he's the CEO, he's running that money coming through his business and getting tax benefits from all that. We yeah. do all pre post game. It's called the full dash, but like I said, P-R-E dash, P-O-S-T-G-A-N-E dot com. And I'll say this last plug is that with going on with the NIL name, image, and likeness, um, our, our client, Rashawn Gary, we're the first and only, he's the only player to have his logo and name trademarked in college. And we're the ones that basically did that as well. So bottom line, how are you going to go talk about name, image, and likeness and, and, and basically your value? Um, and not have a conversation with the players' rep first and foremost, since we're the only ones that have done it without asking for the NCAA or Congress permission. I just want to you know get that out there real quick. So,
0: that's hey, all. man, awesome. Holler at the players' rep if you got questions about name, image, and likeness, and you out here talking to folks who all in your videos, <laughs> you don't need to talk to them. You need to come to the players' rep uh, right here because he's Rashawn Gary from Michigan. If you want, if you don't want to know, if you look go to netflix that little special that guy forgot with all in with michigan nashville
1: all another got two imd pages he's on that he got paid 2.5 million dollars to
0: basically make money off him and his mama yep and you see Um, his story how smart he was when he was coming out of high school to michigan and how he talked so that's why when, when i heard these two when he told me these two linked up i said oh yeah Oh, yeah, they're about to change change the game. So make sure you go to prepostgame.com, man. We're going to try to do something every week because he always got stuff he want to get off his chest, and he always afforded me the opportunity to be the first, and I'm, I always appreciate them for that. So be on the lookout for that, man. We're going to do something every week to why I let him Sorry. drop and 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 allow you guys to ask questions because when it comes to the money stuff, he's my contact. So I go to him, actually. So I'm going to take you right <laughs> to the source. So this is my guy right here, so Appreciate we you, you take your time, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you. My guy, that's Robert T. Green, man. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed him, man. Whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on YouTube, um, and you listen to this when I upload it to Anchor. Um, I do want to let y'all know, man, when it comes to my podcast, if you want to listen to them as soon as they drop, go to anchorfm.com, subscribe, and you also, you know, donate to the show. You know, it's a link in the description right there. Um, but yeah, man. And then after that, it goes up to Podbean. Um, it automatically shoots to iTunes, to Spotify, to iHeartRadio. But if you definitely, you know, I guess it's a shameless plug because Anchor always looked out for your boy. But uh, YouTube, what's up? You know, we, we're trying to rebuild the channel since the last one got zapped. So go follow on YouTube, man. I took the banner down. I try to put the banner back up. But back. Well, it's just the hawk show on YouTube. Had to get a new channel. So that's it, man. Less than 90 minutes that's to go. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Have a great Monday. Um, And we out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and
1: giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com
0: and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.